Tootsies. What's up? Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Another roller in the night. Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche. Another roller in the night. Yes. What's up? Thank you for having me. What? Sweet. What? <laughs> cool. You can't come Not on our podcast and out sing yeah. us, Stephanie Powers. Oh, yeah, she can. Well, I, I do what I can. How you, good's this? You, how, how good, good is, is it this? to have Stephanie Powers on the How Good's This podcast? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Greetings from my motorhome. Yeah, where are you at right now? Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, oh cool. that's such a cool town. I saw on your yeah. Instagram page today that you were just like, throwing a dart at your map behind you and we're gonna go somewhere is Literally, that, is that actually did. happening yeah that's what we're doing <laughs> that's I awesome Charleston. i used to live here oh really you guys yeah. gonna make your way to Asheville? You, you probably been there a, f- a few times of course i've been to Asheville. the vortex over there <laughs> the black hole of Asheville. just where are you in. guys at where's your studio uh we are at on a lake called liberty lake which is like um right next to the idaho border on in eastern washington state at this uh, 100 year old lodge called the zephyr lodge and uh, yeah it's pretty rad i wish we could give you the tour right now but unfortunately you're on like this big tv we can't roll you around unfortunately it's Uh, not gonna happen yeah roll me around let me sing (laughs) is it is it obnoxious for you because we did a couple interviews yesterday where we were like sitting he was way over there and i was way over here and people were like Looking like on their computers no, trying to find us. Can you see us? Ah, kind of. I can sit still. I'm used to this. I host Great. a podcast. I know what to do. You do host a podcast. I'd like to tell you how glorious your audio sounds right now, Stephanie Powers. This does it sound good? Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you got that's the, how we roll. You got the technical side of life situated. Um, I love this stuff. You know, I used to be a DJ when I was in high school. No Turntables, mixtapes, everything. Oh, you got wow. a hell of a life experience, and we're gonna dive into that shit. I really girl. do. We were uh, thirty-two. I do. Yeah, we were digging through um, some of your podcasts this morning, which, like, your podcast is amazing. Um, I, I I'm so stoked that we share an affinity for flat-nosed animals. I have two bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, shout out. Jeffrey, where is he? Yes, oh, he had to leave because he'll uh, bark. He'll dude. barf. <laughs> if he sees if he sees anything yeah but today we just released a new episode with an animal communicator rose proud oh. where she read jeffrey live on air what, what was that? that like yeah sorry jinx you need you need to have her on your show it's incredible to read your bulldogs she channels animals and then gives you messages from them oh my god i have Come a, on i i want to um maybe we should do a podcast where we we think about what Ricky Lake, one of my bulldogs' name is Ricky Lake, it's Rick. <laughs> and uh, she's 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 an interesting creature. Um, we can maybe try and just guess what might be rolling through Ricky's head at any moment, and then we have what was her name, Stephanie? What was her name's Rose Proud? Rose she lives Proud. in Asheville. Oh no way! Okay, cool. Yes. All right. Wow. Was it interesting yeah. and fascinating, or was it like, did you know? Yeah, did you, you know, could you, could I'm you tell? spiritual. 
Yeah, and I'm spiritual myself, and she's actually a friend of mine. We became friends through the show, and so I've stayed with her in her house in Asheville, and she taught me how to communicate with animals. So I can do it now, but Jeffrey definitely confessed some things to her that I wasn't aware of because we're in our fishbowl of emotions together. What did he say? What was the what, what, what did he say that you were, like, not expecting? Well, geez, it's, it's hard to associate serious topics with a pug, but <laughs> right. I'm dating someone with children from a previous relationship, mm -hmm. and Jeffrey talked about how he feels how uncomfortable I am in that situation and how my partner loves it. Look at your faces. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. It's so crazy. It's so wild to hear something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's all on the show. I don't edit anything out. When we roll, we roll. Yeah, I neither do we. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for folks listening or watching at home, that's the Lightworkers Lounge podcast by Stephanie yes. Powers. And yeah. uh, you can check that out kind of wherever you get podcasts, right, Stephanie? Exactly. Yeah. We're everywhere. Accidentally. I did not want Lightworkers. Oh, it's not that I didn't want it to, but when I started Lightworkers Lounge, it was a hobby. It was just yeah. a release point for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very... Um, uplifting and light thank you alan how did you find the show uh i found that well <laughs> me being the narcissist that i am when it whenever somebody with a blue check mark <laughs> mentions my music i go oh this is a person important and uh and i check out their stuff and i was like so one of my best friends uh who you can't see our producer and our host right now because for some reason i i'm the technical side of the the show and the production side and i haven't figured out how to get his audio in here so our friend steve he's running the cameras and doing the switching right now co-pilot co steve steve co-pilot he can hear he you but hi. you un uh, he steve yell for her give her <laughs> stevie baby right there yeah back up he jesus he'll get you he's a sneaky <laughs> so so steve and i have been friends for many years and steve's partner is one of my best friends of all time she was my first tour manager um, we've been friends for coming up on 12 years now i think her her father uh, was an astrologist and he and so he kind of her and her family and and he got me into the astrology thing and got me kind of curious about it and so the um i connected on on that tip as uh, as well as i've been looking at rvs recently and uh i'm yeah I'm, I'm thinking about travel trailer i don't know about a proper rv because that might just be out of my budget right now but uh anybody who i anybody with a likeness for rvs i go oh, what's going on here what, what do they got you got a microwave you got a convectional oven in there i want to know yes everything both it's of them right behind me can you see it behind me yeah oh. so this is just like a, a proper rv then that's, that's, that's yeah that's what it's it a is. big motor it's like a big bus yeah we and, remodeled and made it look pretty. Yeah, wow. And you bought you just bought yeah. the thing and and mm -hmm. and that's that's life that's now. It. That's your home. This is life now. This wow. is it. You have to you have to be prepared for when aliens come and totally. you have to drive and live somewhere new. How far away do you think it is before the aliens are like out and about and they're going to Starbucks and they're ordering they're taking like fifteen minutes to make an order at Starbucks? You're like, Come on, alien. This, you should be able to telepathically get your order in before you get here. This is crazy. It's, telepathic it's already been happening alan you think so you you, you you i don't know much i've yeah, listened to the shit. rogan podcast like four or five times and he's all about aliens so i'm like ah, oh, there's got to be some aliens around he is everybody have you noticed a lot of people are talking about aliens lately yes i have i was talking about aliens lately yeah i watched the phenomenon that uh, documentary that recently yeah. came out by yeah. i forget the name of the director but that blew my mind 
I yeah. had no idea. They're it's, everywhere. I think it's silly to imagine that they're not here. Well, I mean, it's scarier to think we're alone in this universe. It um, it is, yeah. But but I typically just utilize my time scrolling, looking for people who like me with blue check marks. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't worry. I don't worry about <laughs> a narcissist at heart. Yeah. Uh, so um, we so you you from Colorado originally, correct? Alan, I'm from everywhere. I'm from Earth is what I tell people because okay. I've moved around so much. I was born and partially raised in southern Indiana. Oh. And then I, I grew up in New Hampshire. And then I lived here in Carolina, South Carolina. Then I lived in the Florida Keys in Colorado. Wow. Why were you moving around so much? Because I'm a Sagittarius. What does that mean to two <laughs> idiots who don't <laughs> That's understand astrology. That Alan, you should know astrology. I Have know. you been studying it? I haven't been studying it, no. But I, I, oh. I, uh, we had uh, Laura's mother uh, on the podcast, and she does this cool. Uh, what, what do we call it? Astrology. So she does qigong uh, as oh. well as astrology, and she did some cool work on us. That was a really fun yeah. podcast. I'm not forget what episode that was, but yeah, I, I'm, she, she I don't study uh, astrology as as probably as in depth as oh. you do. But um, so you moved yeah. around quite a bit. Were you folk? folks in the military or what what uh no it's just all this life experience my parents split up when i was five and there was alcoholism involved and my mom said i see you later i'm out of here and took us up to new hampshire and then i've just always so being a sagittarius means you're a free spirit you love to travel it's mm. the sign of the free spirit that mm. knows no limits so i love it i love moving around it doesn't feel comfortable to plant roots somewhere and stay there too long yeah i came here to explore and learn but from what I've gathered, you wanted to go out to the Florida, Ge Florida Keys to plant yourself and become grounded out there. Yeah, and and, th and that just recently changed. You've just, yeah. you've just kind of left there. How long did you stay there? I was there for about a year. That was yeah. like your dream. That was your, that was your was. manifestation, as you call it, to, to, to get there. It was. Yeah. But you know, we're always shifting and changing and growing, right? And when I was there, I realized that what I want there, which is a private home on the ocean, costs a lot more than I can afford right now. Yeah, totally. Mm. And then I just, I've had this change of heart recently where I want to grow my own food. I don't want to have neighbors for miles. I want to rescue animals and have a lot of property. It's this weird shift and I'm growing and evolving and just kind of going with the winds of change in it. And I really crave a farm. Mm, cool. Sweet. How much, of, yeah. how, how much is your podcast uh, a, a contributing factor into that? into that world of yours that you're trying to create? Oh, goodness. Probably 25%. Wow, that's awesome. I'm telling you guys, I'm a one-woman band over here. I do I everything. Know, it's so cool. All the editing, everything. It's just a hobby still. Yeah. So it's bizarre to be a guest on shows and to have really big-name guests on my show. It still blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And how did it become? How did it get, get traction just because it, start, it started to pick up and you were telling your truth and people just dug it? Yeah, and you know, the episode that really put me on the map was I went through a divorce in 2018, right. and I'm all about posting real raw shit. Mm. And so I signed the final divorce papers, which, you know, when you say goodbye to someone you've been with over a decade, it, there's a lot of emotions. Even if it's an amicable split, there's a lot of mm. intense emotions that come with it. Your life has changed completely forever. Yeah. And so when I left the courthouse, I went to an Airbnb, and he stayed at our apartment we had, and... I was just numb. I felt really numb. I didn't know how to feel and process everything that I was going through. So I closed my bedroom door. I hit record and just closed my eyes and talked into the microphone until the sunset. 
and I said, I don't, I channeled and I just released like a diary and then I posted it and it went viral. Really? I, wow. Do you remember what episode that is? Cause I would really love to hear that. It was in June, 2018. Okay. Okay. That's all I need. I will find it. Yep, yeah. June 2018, go back in the archives, and I think it's just called divorce, period. Because I was so numb. I didn't even know what to call it. I didn't even make a uh, description of the episode. I just posted it. And to this day, you guys, I haven't listened to it. I refuse. Oh, wow. Now, was it, was, was making the podcast a result of the, of the divorce and the breakup, or were you already doing that previous to the split? So it's really interesting how it all unfolded. It's very synchronistic, as we say on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... I used to have a blog called Free Spirit Fun, where I just, I would travel a lot as I always have, and I would share the journeys, the random conversations with strangers that taught me a lot about life and inspired me. And then I became a holistic health coach because I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was 25. And I healed it all naturally against doctors saying there's no way I could without major surgery. I healed it completely. And inspired by that, I became a holistic health coach because I thought I can't keep this knowledge to myself when so many people are reliant on pills, getting major surgeries. I, I've got to go out there and share this. Look at you both adjusting. That was weird. We <laughs> felt your energy. You, yeah, changed, my, you, cha- you messed with us. Right? My wife was telling me, sit up straight. <laughs> we just did, though. We just it's did proper. totally like stand, like do that at the exact same moment. That was, yeah, bro. Synchronicity, yeah. bro. Synchronicity. 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 Single. There it is. <laughs> you guys are soulmates. Yeah, we you are. You guys are soulmates. We are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to interview you guys after too. But I, then I started a, a holistic health coach business called Evolve to Health. And I quickly realized that people know how to be healthy. They know to eat vegetables and fruit. They know to drink more water and exercise. Why aren't they doing it? Mm. And it, all my client sessions turned into these emotional telling me deep secrets about their marriages and their relationships. They're telling me how unhappy they are at work, even though they put on a happy face and get a good paycheck. They're miserable. And I thought, wow, health has nothing to do with what you eat and all about how you feel. And so inspired by those stories, including my own, I started a podcast where I just wanted to share everything I learned and take my blog to a higher, more intimate level where my viewers could hear my voice Mm. besides just read my words. Wow. That's how it all started. Yeah, by the way, you have an incredibly soothing voice, Stephanie. I love reading my iTunes reviews. Everyone says my voice is like velvet. It, it is. is. It's like, yeah, it is like velvet. That's a wonderful way to, to put it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wow. I'm, I have like way too many questions for you. They're, they're, where do you find that ability to i struggle with like the wall between what i keep sacred and what i release to people like i i just all the time like we've been having a lot of conversations in the last like week about this kind of stuff too so you're going to be very instrumental in this hopefully oh wow maybe we might have some breakthroughs right now yeah yeah i hope you do you know there are still some things that i hold near and dear to my heart because i'm so afraid of the shame or the guilt Mm. that may come you guys have a lot of followers you know what it's like you get lots of opinions lots of eyes on you and it's scary but you know i found that the podcast episodes that do the best are the weeks where i just feel like shit 
I don't feel like showing up, but I made a promise that I would. Mm -hmm. So I just sit in front of the microphone. I hit record and I'll openly say like, guys, I feel low this week. I feel worthless. I don't feel like I have any good art or energy to give you, but here I am. And then I'll just ramble on for 30 minutes and post it and forget about it. And I get the most emails, the most downloads, the most. So people just crave authenticity. It's really hard to find that in social media and music and podcasts these days. People are so staged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does um why does low feel authentic and good feel not? Oh, now that's a question right there. I think it's because we're socially conditioned to hide low emotions. Okay. I mean, look at look at social media. You have to post your highlight reel. But I think as a collective, we're shifting into sharing more mental health awareness. You know, think like 10 years ago, if you told someone, oh, I'm seeing a therapist. (gasps) Oh, that sucks. Are you okay? And now today it's like, yo, guess what my therapist said today? And they're like, cool. Who do you see? I want to go see them. Yeah. (laughs) It's becoming more mainstream. Going to see a therapist is as mainstream, hopefully, as going to see a dentist or getting a physical. Yeah, totally. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. It's become very destigmatized. Do Do you feel like... Uh, because I always find that how I operate in life is kind of as uh, a result of what I've experienced in life, and my I'm trying to counter counterbalance what I had experienced previously. So, like your working life, maybe your people, like your exercise, your health, your your conditioned mind to being spiritual, is that because you knew what it was like to be the opposite of that early on in your life, and now you can kind of like affect yourself through Mm -hmm. this purpose and this course because you know what the what the alternative is to that that is such a dope question i've always kind i mean i was raised by an aquarius and i know you guys don't necessarily know what that means but aquarius and the zodiac they are like the steve jobs the nikola tesla they stand out they're inventive different the black sheep of the family and my mom is an aquarius today's actually her birthday what cool happy birthday mama's birthday what's her name Lisa, Lisa Powers. Happy birthday, Lisa Happy Powers. Happy birthday, Lisa Aww. Powers. What a great Thank woman. Thank you. Yeah. And she, just, she raised me very unconventionally. You know, we, I was born in 88, raised in the 90s. Remember that Got Milk campaign? All the celebrities would have For milk sure. on milk their mustache. Milk mustache. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my mom was like, uh, why would I feed my children baby calf growth fluid? That doesn't sound right. Uh, she was very progressive. <laughs> so she, She's, yeah, very progressive and unconventional. So she always taught me to be confident in myself and think outside the box. So I credit a lot of that to her and just I've naturally have an inclination to be geared more towards nature and natural things. You know, in high school and stuff, I never had a group of friends. I was friends with everybody. And I was a DJ. Come on. Like what little blonde hair, blue eyed 16 year old girl (laughs) is a DJ making mixtapes, subwoofers Mm -hmm. and her Dodge Neon? Right. It's <laughs> awesome. Dude, Dodge Neon, shout out. It's been a minute. What color? <laughs> Black. Yeah. So 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 did you have to experience your ego at its worst then to figure out your ego at its best and to try to like go yes. opposite ways with that? Yeah. You know what? I always say on the show when I had my like dark night of the soul where I started to really spiritually transform, I didn't have any friends, like no communication with anyone for a solid five years. It was while I was married. They were the loneliest years of my life. Yes, I had a husband who was kind of like a built-in friend, but I had no girlfriends, no friends outside of that. And at first I felt bad, like what's wrong with me? But I don't like people. They're too dramatic. I don't care. But then I realized it was kind of the universe isolating me because it knew how influenced I was by other energies. 
I would just, I was a narcissist at heart. I would look for that blue check, as I would say. Just latch on to it and go with it. So being isolated forced me to look at my shit, forced me to get back in tune with who I really was, which was spiritual, which was astrology, which was psychology and all of this stuff. And so after that really lonesome period, I came out of my shell. I was born again. And I said, this is who I am. This is what I love. Hello, world. And ever since then, I have more friends than I can count. And a great healthy relationship i love what i do it's it's yeah. a dark night of the soul we all go through it you're 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 very young to have been divorced already and so could you I walk know. us through like what that process was and who you were before and now how you how you've kind of become this person for yourself and what you've learned through that experience yeah oh the big d word i still my What's ego still kind of divorce oh god sorry <laughs> dale earnhardt d- jules come on <laughs> keep up <laughs> what's the d word <laughs> i said a lot of words in that sentence i couldn't keep track <laughs> oh no divorce it's weird it's funny you guys bring that up because just yesterday a client was saying to me she's like you're kind of known as like the divorce person everybody books coaching calls with you to talk about their divorce and it's true because i'm the first one to be open about it divorce is another one of those things like mental health where you don't really want to talk about it because yeah. people will think you can't hold on to a relationship. You are immature or you're cheating. They always associate divorce with negative things, mm. which I'm trying to change people to say, no, congratulations on your divorce. You know, I had a random woman come up to me during like the first six months where I was traveling and I would tell strangers, yeah, I just got a divorce and here I am in the keys. And everybody would always look at you and go, oh, I'm so sorry so sorry to hear that and it was like i feel great i don't know why you're apologizing yeah but one one older woman with long gray hair who lived in a uh, shipping container in costa rica we just happened to meet at a tiki bar i told her and she just pat me on the shoulder and said congratulations you're brave enough to live your truth that's admirable ah I like that. Cool. I well, really like that. What, uh, when you go to it, I'm sorry to change the subject, but uh, I went on a tour where the entire crew was obsessed with tiki bars. <laughs> and so every. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And there is, there's tiki bars in, like little boutique tiki bars all over the country. Do you visit tiki bars quite a bit or was this just a random stop? Because there's like history it, of tiki bars that go back for since the war well okay you want to get real deep with it think of the beach so the beach is where people go to get inspired and feel alive again because Mm. the waves that are constantly moving in the ocean are producing negative ions which actually make you happy negative ions produce serotonin dopamine all those chemicals so people who are like i need a vacation i need to go to the beach it's because they're in the rat race they're cold they're tired they're drained they go to the ocean they're constantly breathing in negative ions so they feel happy and relaxed and alive again when you crave grounding when you're just too stressed, too busy, you want to go to the mountains. You want to go to a farm, somewhere still and quiet. There's no negative ions over there. Mm. So tiki bars are usually set up on the beach where, yes, you're drinking alcohol and having fun, and there's steel drums playing, and it's just all collectively an energy that makes you feel young, wild, and free again. Yeah, wow. What drink do you get at the tiki lounge when you go? What's your what's Well, your, what's guys, your I am a holistic health coach. So you don't so drink. I, oh, sorry. No, I do. I do. On occasionally. Yeah. You know, that's another thing we talk about on the show, because if you guys go and listen to the early episodes, I used to freestyle and rap. Sweet. Oh, man. Well, when when Julian used to uh, (laughs) back in the day when Julian used to be a little bit more susceptible to the spirits, he used to he used to freestyle (laughs) like a fucking madman, dude. I've been knocked out on the subways of New York City 
because I was free attempting to freestyle with uh, a, a guy. It happened once, but I was knocked out cold by this man. Cold uh, cocked. Cold cocked me. Do you feel? Do you want us to kick you a beat right now and you just throw down some free free on the old uh, how good sis? <laughs> no, pressure, no, I won't no put pressure, you. No I won't put you on the spot. Maybe at the end. Maybe at the end. We're just getting to know each other. You didn't even tell us your tiki drink yet. We got Stevie Baby no. mixing them up in a bag. Let me hear it. <laughs> Here it's- is that what you wanted to hear? Do you want to hear the tiki drink being made? I thought that I want to hear the tiki drink. That's what I thought she was. My bad. I was making like blender noises and you were beating. Yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe I gotta slow down the BPM. I was thinking, like, when's she gonna come in? Maybe. Oh, I can't. Well, it's delayed. You're delayed. Yeah. Oh, uh, we are. And we threw the. So I was trying to jump in, but you're delayed, oh, and then I could only hear Alan, and then I could only hear you. Yeah, we don't turn Julian's mic on. Yeah, unfortunately. It's fine. So that's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, well, let me let me ask you guys. Do you think that spiritual? Because I've been debating this with people lately. Yeah. Can spiritual people eat Cheetos and drink vodka or should they be healthy? Um, I think that go Jules, you go. I'm going to think uh, about my answer. You're asking if they should or if they can. I don't like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well should is such a, a strange idea, right? Like we sh- should or shouldn't. I don't know. I think like, I don't, I don't think it removes them from being a spiritual person. If they eat Cheetos and, and drink vodka, I think like, I love Cheetos, Puffs particularly. Shout Alan out, and I shout out to Puffs. Alan and I love a good a good Puff bag every once in a while. You guys should be um, sponsored by them and have some on the table right yeah, there with you. Right. You got a hook? You know somebody over at the <laughs> <Yeah>. Nabisco? <laughs> um, but I but I but I do but I don't think that uh, alcohol in general is very conducive to spirituality. I think it like really hinders. Uh, me, I've taken some time. I've taken like years off of drinking before and uh, gone on some sober kicks. And I have found that the most clarity of my life has come in those uh, periods. And typically, if I'm not drinking, I'm not really eating Cheetos either. So they kind of go hand in hand, I guess. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, 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 but I, that's not to say that I don't think that people that drink vodka and eat Cheetos can't be spiritual and like really intentional and and uh have a good uh idea of of themselves and their identity but i don't know that's an interesting uh, idea to kind of i think that if they only ate cheetos and drank vodka it would be very difficult to be spiritual um but my my spirituality and my spiritual journey feels like uh at times well one like I, I've never arrived. It's kind of like uh, if I'm in a pool and I'm at like, I'm, I'm in the deep end of the pool and I'm at, it's like seven and a half feet deep and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a six, one and a half sopping wet. Yep. And I'm jumping up and I'm getting just to the surface and I'm looking above it and I'm like, oh, there's Nirvana, bye. <laughs> and I go right back down <laughs> and I jump back up and I go, oh, there's the peace and tranquility. Oh, goodbye, I go back down. But like treading water and staying up there, my spiritual walk and journey has never just been able to float. Like I can't float above the surface in my spiritual walk. It's like a daily practice thing where if I'm really on my A game, 
spiritually, emotionally, physically. It's like, it's a full-time job. I got no time to raise my kid. I got no time to scratch my pups. I got no, you know, like, I'm just... My spiritual journey is just like, okay, now I need to meditate. Okay, I'm about 30 minutes in. I need to re-meditate again. And so do I think that you can uh, explore all of the um, wonderful attributes of the universe and still be spiritually centered? Yes. But I think it's like... A constant journey and I think you're constantly having to like jump off the bottom of the pool and just look up and see if you can't get to the top of the surface because you're gonna be going back down soon yeah wow I love that analogy Alan I might have to steal that from you please do please do uh, that is so good and yeah your answers are very similar to mine I always say it's intention are you drinking with friends and laughing and creating music and having fun with it then alcohol is okay if you're cracking one by yourself because you had a really shitty day not so much right this is where i go back to that idea of like do you know that because you experienced the alternative which is like were you did you because for me i had to get i had to turn into an alcoholic for years of my life and and be and be completely shit on with my own ego and my own understanding of self and 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 no self-love whatsoever to understand what was possible for me on as an alternative to that but it doesn't seem like you it seems like you just are way more clear-headed and and, kind uh, of kind of i mean i just lost who i was I, i was a people pleaser same and i did what a lot of people wanted me to do you know if i had it my way and i was rooted in who i was and my decisions i would have been a famous dj or music producer by now i love making beats i love all of that but you know it is sad to say this but I had someone say to me, an adult that I looked up to, they said, can you be a DJ and be a married woman and have a baby? Can you be at a club at 3 a.m. with a big pregnant belly? Is that going to pay your bills? And I thought, wow, I don't know. Because I didn't want to go to college. Mm -hmm. College was not for me. I wanted to go to music production school, Full Sail, down in Orlando. Wow, no way. My manager went to Full Sail down in Orlando. Did you go to? That was my dream. Did no. you go? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, nope, I, I didn't. Like, Do you I... know my manager? <laughs> that would be crazy. We were in class together. No, that was my dream, but I gave it up because I was told you can't make money from music. You can't make money from art. You can't you be don't, a mother. Well, you don't seem like somebody that would buy into something that somebody else would say to you, though. So where do, where, that's the thing. That's like you had to learn that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was in that egotistical trap of, okay, you go to college, get a business degree, then you get engaged, you get married, you have baby, buy house and continue on working your nine to five from there. I fell into that and it made me sick. I really do credit my autoimmune disease from living a life that was so untrue to me. And it's funny. Mm. I had my, do you guys know what chakras are? The chakra system? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know much yeah. about them, but I've heard yeah, of them. Enough. Okay. Yeah, so you, your throat chakra is your blue chakra. And they say when it's closed, you're not speaking your truth. You're not being honest with yourself and people. And I wasn't. I went and got my chakra photo taken when I got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease. And my throat chakra was non-existent. It was so small and closed, it didn't show up on camera. And that's when I got diagnosed with a thyroid disease. They're all right here. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. What, uh, how do you, can you walk me through the process of getting a picture taken of your chakras? Like, what? what's that like? That. Yeah, you can go to Sedona, Arizona, and they're all over the place. But just look up a Reiki therapist in your area. You guys are in Washington State. There should be a bunch up there, too. But Reiki therapist or Aura Photo. Just Google it. Aura okay. Photos. 
Wow. And they, they just pop up. Just take a picture of you with with the camera and it shows yeah, up kind of you put you put your hand in this like metallic sensor system, mm -hmm. just one hand, and then they have a background that's like a big black dark thing and they take your picture and they'll see your aura and then they'll see all of your chakras. And then really? they give you advice. Yeah, some of your chakras could be too far open. Some of them are so small. Some of them are muddy, so energy isn't flowing freely through it. Is this something that you practice regularly? Do you do this? Do you take these oh, photos or do you like check no. in with yourself like that? No, but I just, so I get my hormones tested yearly just to make sure my autoimmunity is in remission. And I just got my results back and my hormones are very low because I've been working so much. Like I told you, I run everything by myself. Now yeah. I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. And so we're probably going to stay in Charleston for a little while so I can get energy work done. Because with my hormone levels being so mm -hmm. low, I should be so fatigued. I should not be able to think clearly to hold the conversation, but I feel great physically, mm. but emotionally I can tell I'm just burning midnight candle. Wow. So I'm going to, yeah. So I've already found great practitioners here in Charleston to get energy work done, rebalance the chakras, massage therapy, Reiki therapy. I'm scheduling a one-on-one -on -one session and cause you do those, right? You do these yes. like sessions where you, yeah. you like do, uh, birth charts and, uh, yes. and what, what else do you like include in, in those types of things when you get one-on-one -on -one with somebody? Tarot reading, and we also include a birth chart reading. So I study people for like an hour before I get on a phone call with them, and then we'll meditate together. We'll dive really deep together into secrets they've never shared with anyone together. It's funny how you can see people's auras or people's energies just light up when they release something they've been holding in mm. that nobody knew for years. But then they share it with me, and I swear after they get that out, then all of a sudden they want to eat better. They want to drink more water. They want to move their body more. Wow, that's so cool. I, I think that's such an interesting way to approach health that yeah. uh, people really do know what to do and how to do it, yet yep. the emotional side of their universe is really what's steering them towards self-destruction. It's not yes. like, oh man, this tequila tastes so good. Uh, I've found myself in many situations like having too much of a tequila indulgence. And it's, I love tequila. Oh, it's all good, dude. It's, we all? I'm off of it. I'm off of it right now, Stephanie. But man, the last few days I've been thinking about it. It's I've been me too. It. I'm all, so that was my drink of choice was just tequila, seltzer, and lime. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great one. choice. That's the a great one. choice. <laughs> As a singer, and you sing your tail off, that's amazing. I, so, like, do you still produce music? I'm sorry to change the subject on you. I don't have very many fluid thoughts. <laughs> He's the, the, not hey, drinking. this is exactly like Lightworkers Lounge. We're all over the place. But this is what people love. Look at the king of podcasts, Joe Rogan. This is what his yeah. shows are like. People right. love it. But no, I don't, Alan, and I wish I did. I always say... I'm going to give everything up one day and just become like a ghost writer for songs and a beats producer under a name that nobody knows me by. How about just, DJ Powers? Yeah. That was my DJ name. Yeah. DJ Powers. I had a huge banner that somebody like with street art painted. And, oh. Yeah. So picture that. I was doing like proms and school dances. So like everybody else my age was enjoying the dance. I was behind the tables, which I loved it so much. I loved doing mashups, taking lyrics and putting them with another beat of song. Mm. I loved it, but it gets isolating yeah. because you don't, you don't feel like you fit in. Yeah, that's it's interesting. I wonder if there's. Have you ever done a silent disco? Is that where everybody wears headphones? Yeah, they all have these like Bluetooth headphones on. You can get like hundreds of them paired together, yep. and the DJ pumps out. I, I 
I did it at uh, man. What was the name of this conference? It was a yoga con- a yoga conference. I forget the name of it. I apologize, but uh, yeah, hundreds of people in this tent. Everybody's dancing, and you walk up into the tent, and you're like, "What the fuck are these?" And it's silent. Doing? Yeah, it's <laughs> silent, and everybody's just screwing. Wah. The best part about it is that the DJ can pump out like five different songs, and you get to select which channel on your headphones you're you're hearing. So like you could be dancing to Tina Turner while your friends are dancing to Coldplay. Oh, cool. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. We're not in the same group. This is all. Um, but uh, anyways, another random shit foe caveat that uh, for you, Stephanie Powers, from would, the mind of, of me, I apologize. I <laughs> love that. I would love to attend something or be the DJ there. I just go. Change Cardi B on one station. Yeah. We'll play in the next. I tried to figure out how I could have one in one ear and one in the other, but they didn't have that feature yet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, oh, no. That'd be like on mushrooms. Do, do you have any uh, music production stuff with you still? Do you, or is it just specifically no. all just podcast gear? I mean, I I'm, you have it with your a laptop. You have, yeah, of course. You know, what yeah. you would need. I guess you probably got a lot on your plate, but it sounds like something have... you're going to have to tap back into. Oh, I'll hear something cool to share with you guys. This is going to come on the show in the next two weeks. But I got an Akashic Records reading the other week. Have you guys heard of that? No. Oh, you're going to write that down. Remember it. Producers, take note. Akashic, Akashic Records. How do you spell it? Akashic. A-K-A-S-H-I-C. Akashic Records. It's where you hire an Akashic Records reading reader to go up. They they say they channel like Palladian alien energies and they go up in a library of all the past lives you've had and they pull info based off of what you ask about. I had no idea what to expect. Like that's some really deep spiritual shit. Yeah. I'm really spiritual myself, but like this is just stuff that is really deep for me. Yeah. But all of my listeners were like, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. So I gave them what they want and I did it. And um, it explains so much, you know, since I was a little girl, whenever I go to live shows, I cry, I get choked up, and I just feel, even if it, I went to Kanye West Glow in the Dark tour, and I was crying like a baby as Lil Wayne was doing lollipop. (laughs) I I, I cry my ass off, too, all the time. Yes, yes, and I never knew what it was, but finally, I got my records read, and she said, in my most recent past life, I was a famous jazz singer. Like, very famous. Wow. And, you know, my favorite movies are things like Titanic, Great Gatsby. I love that era. And she said that's the era I was a famous jazz singer. That's so weird because I feel like you could be that now if you wanted to. So, like, the parallels to, like, your life now. And I I always feel like if that's that's real, then you're just something very, very far off from what you could potentially be now. But I guess that's that's, uh, misinformation. Uh, Stephanie, so you're deeply involved and knowledgeable of like the spiritual world and the execution of different spiritual um readings is there anything that you're like yeah but that like uh like you you know the kashik reading you're like you got to get one try it out like are you just open to anything or is there some stuff that you roll up and you're like i don't know if this was i don't might this is that a bad question or it's i'm curious yeah, no. about it well, there's some readers on Instagram that scare me. They call themselves twin flame readers, and they cast spells to bring back an ex into your life and make them fall in love with you. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are ruining spirituality. Can you not? Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. So there's like charlatans <laughs> yeah. just like there are in anything. With everything. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's probably no, a, 
there's probably a lot in that in that world for you as well because I, I it's it's hard even you know when you get into like the life coaching or the spiritual guiding type of thing to be like you know stick your nose up at it and be like come on like really are you sure how do you how do you like combat being I guess you don't you just be honest and you just stay true to yourself and do that thing yeah. and not care what other people think about you but but it's hard because there are so many people that try to make businesses out of this thing and you know there are these like uh horoscope readers that like base their lives around I'm a Gemini so like therefore I am this and it's just like what the fuck are you talking about dude you don't actually know anything about astrology and these people just make these asinine remarks about who they are who other people are and they live their lives through this this lens of of that idea and it's it's it it kind of puts like a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths but you seem to does. does that does that happen to you too do you look at people that are in the same business and can you like do you get judgmental with that and then have to like calm yourself because you're like fuck i'm doing it yeah yes absolutely i do all the time it's really sad especially with i don't know if you guys have heard of it but there's this really mainstream thing coming up called twin flames Mm -hmm. soulmates karmic partners and people are they're saying oh i'm dating a married man with children but he's my twin flame so it's okay and it's like oh no oh what have what why do humans ruin good things what is is the twin flame like what is that what does that mean Basically, a twin flame is a very strong instant connection. They say in spiritual terms that your soul is, you have the same soul. You're just ripped from the same cloth. And then you go about this life. And when you find them, it's passionate sex. You connect. Oh, and there's never fighting. And you're each other's one and only. And people are just romanticizing and turning into a Disney movie. And it's like, no, that's actually a twin flame comes into your life to shake shit up. If you haven't been living your truth and you're with the wrong person, you had kids with the wrong person, the universe is going to send someone in who you have a magnetic draw to and just can't say no to. Even if logically you're like, that person's married or they're already taken or I'm married and I shouldn't see them, you're going to have this draw that will just not let you let go of this person. But that person's not who you're supposed to be happily ever after with. They're supposed to come in and shake your life up and get you to make the right changes to realign with your soul's purpose. Mm. Yeah, it's really deep, but people are taking it running with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it my is. I think my new DJ name would be DJ Twin Flame. Yes, I, I might switch hey. that up. You will get a blue check mark for that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I might get two. If I get two blue check marks, what does that mean, Stephanie Powers? It double negative, it, dude. That means big tech loves you, yeah. and you're gonna be famous, and your algorithm will keep you at the top of everybody's news. Feed. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Um, I can't uh, wait to influence. I can't wait to influence. <laughs> so, so in in the conversation of of like finding love and that kind of thing, you you are with a new partner now named J L. I believe is his yeah, name. Yeah, baby um, J J L ba- Jordan, ba- baby J, as you refer to him on your podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, how long was it after your divorce that you found him? And did you find him, and did you guys find each other through like this the, these uh-huh. kinds of communications and and like yeah. what what did that all look like because i imagine yeah. like you know exactly what you want and what you don't want so it would take yeah. a really special kind of guy to kind of come into your life and actually yeah. charm uh-huh. you enough to make you call him baby j <laughs> on a podcast nonetheless yeah. i forget you, you see you my seem... podcast is so free yeah. i forget i call him that so when people recognize us out and about they'll be like oh baby jay how are you i'm like oh yeah. shit that's my pet name for him <laughs> <laughs> well it's out there in public all i know yeah. him as is baby jay baby jay baby jay yeah, yeah alan he is your biggest fan like if he could come in here and say what? hi to you what bring him in come on oh my god Baby, shut the dog. 
down the road to a green way to run. Okay, but- how about this? How about this? For ba- sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but how about this, Stephanie Powers? For Baby J's next big celebration, whatever it is, you choose me and you make a song for Baby J. You, ma- you make the beat, and I will, you throw down the rap first, and I'll sing the hook. Hell yeah. Done. Baby J. I've already got I've got the intro. It goes like this. Baby J. Baby J. Baby J. That's pretty tight. Oh, I love it. We're doing it. It's happening. He's not he's not around to say hi. No, he's not. That's okay. So sorry, continue. How how did you and Baby J meet, Stephanie? And where and where were you? prior to meeting him too like because there was some probably significant turmoil that was happening in your life post uh d word and then um <laughs> the big d the big d you know, people always ask how did you find a relationship like that how do you find your real friends you don't they find you and they find you because you're doing things you love that bring you joy and mm-hmm. then these people are seemingly just planted on your path i found baby jay because he was yeah it's actually kind of funny he uh was dating someone named stephanie oh at the time it's a good name it's a good name scandalous she was a fan of the show yeah, okay. and uh, she sent him one of my episodes about Twin Flames, actually. Oh, and then he reached out to me like, hey, this episode was so good. I have a couple of questions. And I was just like, wow, men really never reach out to me. And it was, there was no romantic context at all, mm. no energy like that, just straight up like a listener that had a question. And I, he caught my eye because it's always women. So I thought, wow, a man that's interested in spirituality and mm. relationship stuff, this is dope. So we just, I, t- gave, I answered his questions and then we just went back and forth talking about spirituality and our life journeys. He had been divorced too, so we kind of bonded over the D word and we just became quick friends. And it really, it was so beautiful because we really were just friends. He was dating someone else, I was dating someone else, and it's so nice to like be friends with someone yeah. of the opposite sex and there's no like you're so hot you want to talk none right. of that right. he was my best friend and mm. then finally like i was driving from colorado to key west and i went through texas where he was from and i was like hey i'm like a couple hours from do you want to meet up and like get coffee and he's like of course we've been friends for eight months like oh, we've cool. got to meet up <laughs> so we met up and it was just kind of like oh wow to feel your energy in person because we had just been talking over text and facetime this is a whole new ball game Whoa. yeah was it yeah. a twin flame yeah <laughs> you know our birth chart i was reading our sinistry which is when you put two birth charts together it does say we are twin flames it's uh and look we got matching tattoos cool we both have scorpio moons so oh, we got matching cool. tattoos awesome. where did you yeah. get the tattoos at where, where, where were you florida keys florida the keys, florida keys. Yeah. Right. That's that's interesting. You uh, it's it's a cool transition to go in from talking about baby J and his uh, his interest in spirituality. Um, I thought you were a, having a stroke and, just then. And, and swear being, to God, bro. Julian, sorry. Before the show, Julian was cleaning up the studio and he hit his head on a microphone stand. Yes, like, and we think potentially he got like a minor concussion. So I was open my jaw. Yeah. I thought for a second you were you having an aneurysm, bro. But yeah. continue, my fault. Yeah, I hear you talk. I've heard I heard you talk one time about um 
masculine and feminine energy. And uh, I have found in my experience uh, as an adult that I kind of possess a lot of the feminine um, energy. I'm super emotional. I'm highly sensitive. I'm a cancer. I don't really know what that means, but apparently it means that I'm like a baby back bitch. And I just like baby back bitch. Um, and and yeah, like I, I I have found that like I've I've wound up in these relationships. I've I've been like a, a, a serial monogamist, as people like to call them. But I'm 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 not in a relationship now. And most of the girls that I have dated have like kind of had this like I see them and I'm like wow they're really attractive and they're super like feminine and they look so beautiful to me but then I always like bring out this feminine side of myself that's like trying to be like super emotional and like I try to have this emotional availability with them and then they wind up just being like this masculine person that's like bro fuck yourself like I'm sick of you being a fucking like whatever it is and and I and I and, and that's not necessarily true they're all good people but like they I have been some of them yeah, I have been um I've been kind of playing with that in with, with myself like what where does that come from and where like cuz cuz I think in my mind that the um, a guy who's able to possess uh a, on the spectrum of masculine and f- femininity, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes more on the feminine side, can can honestly be masculine in and of itself, and vice versa for females. And I think we get that twisted because we're so conditioned to believing like, I gotta be a man and go fucking chop lumber, and you gotta go fucking cook, <laughs> wear pearls and fucking cook me some goddamn rice aroni. And it's just like not <laughs> true at all. And like these 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 like roles, these roles that we've like been conditioned to believe in are, are are like I don't I don't subscribe to that at all and I and I just find that like sometimes I'm like in my head about it because I'm like man I'm just like I'm feeling really emotional and I'm feeling like really something about this and sensitive to the thing that just got said and it's just a lot of my guy friends even are just like bro like shut up it's fine like it's good like get it out of your head and I'm just like oh okay yeah good good call good call and then I don't and it's just stuck there and I deal with it a lot and so um, I just loved I, I guess there's no real question in there I just love that you talked about that yeah. and brought it up and made me think about oh, that oh well guess what just yesterday we recorded a brand new episode about that with Jake Water, the specialist on masculine and feminine energy You'll oh really cool like that sweet yeah but you know what yeah you may be a cancer which yes they are the very sensitive ones that take everything to heart but that's your sun sign that's your ego that's how you express yourself to the world your moon sign is who you are when you're alone that's who you are when you're creating music. That's who you are. What kind of music do you listen to in the car when you're driving by yourself? Who do you become when you're in a close-knit relationship with someone? Ooh, so you need to know your moon sign. We do know our moons. I think I'm a cancer cancer. Cancer oh, cancer. Oh, bless your heart. He's a double yeah, cancer. I think I'm a double cancer. That's what we had the astrologer on here, uh, Steve's girlfriend's mom, uh, who came on. And uh, yeah, we, she read our charts, and, and I think I was a double cancer. Oh my gosh! You know, cancers always have stomach problems, indigestion, constipation, well, that's Crohn's, IBS. Shitty. <laughs> because I got a head guys, problem. I got know, head trauma. Back, back up, because IBS, there may be something going on there. What do you mean? Yes. Irritable bowel syndrome, bro. There's been many times that we've been hanging out where you've had to squinch cheeks, and we oh, have yeah. to rush you to <laughs> I squinch. I definitely squinch. That's- all cancers do, because you know that term. Oh, you oh, give man. me butterflies in my stomach. Cancers feel that times ten with everything. Mm. Oh, yes. 
Well, you know what? But your why kids, is that? Your but that's that, that, that's my head goes to like. Well, now you're just generalizing that all cancers do this, and I'm like, really? Like, is that is that true? Is that just it's true kind of, of these people, or is that just like because you know it's, pe- it's you know accurate of me? Say? Yeah, people say I just had this gut feeling that so and so is there. You guys have a gut feeling that is always right. You feel everything in your guts. Huh. Wow, dude. Let's go to the casino after this, bro, because I'm trying to get some gut feelings on the jackpot, baby. The baby cracks, I'm baby. trying to. Get... I don't have a job anymore. Blackjack, blackjack, baby. Yes, Alan. What's your sun and moon? Um, I don't know what my moon is. I'm uh, Pisces, but uh, I'm not positive what my moon is. Do you remember, Jules? I wasn't paying attention for you. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I apologize. Um. But I'd like to have a personal reading too at some time at some point, Stephanie. This has been really fun just getting to chat with you and um, any chance to just like listen to your soothing voice makes me feel just like I'm at the beach getting them negative ions, baby. That's how you do it. Like you're chilling at that tiki bar with some tequila. Yes. Um, So uh, you're traveling. You're you're on the road with your partner JL. You have Jeffrey, who is your um, pug dog, and that's my son. It's your son. I apologize, your son. Uh, how do you manage like um, the work play relationship uh, when you've kind of set yourself up to seem like you're on vacation twenty four hours a day? Like, how do you? Do you set deadlines for yourself? Are you just so like in love with what oh, yeah. you do that it brings you joy to do it? Because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a musician and I get to do all fun shit. Like literally yep. everything I do, if you look at it on paper, it's fun shit. Fun shit. But creative people, hopefully, and you might be different, but like 70% of what I do, I don't like. Right. It's like yep. there's this plugging in cables and setting up drums and like putting the thing and emailing people and going scheduling oh. and talking on radio shows. And it's like it's maybe 10 percent making music. And then it's like 75 percent like attempting to make people care about the music, which is like yeah. that's not what I got into. So how do you how do you work with that part of your career Gosh. and and your seemingly like vacation lifestyle. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's yeah. not. But. No, that's such a good question. Again, synchronicity. You guys are tapped into me over there because just yesterday, Jules, I think I texted you this. You were like, your calendar is so organized. And I was oh, yeah. like, wow, thanks for that because I do not feel organized. Like you said, Alan, yeah. it's exactly that. People look at us as creatives and think, wow, they're living the dream. They don't have a nine to five. They can go wherever they want. They can take breaks in the middle of the day. But no, like we don't get to clock out. We don't have a time card right. where we can yeah. just shut down and turn off. Yeah. Like as soon as you put a new song out or a new album out, it's like, okay, what's next? Okay, let's create a new one. Yeah, what's the and side then- B? Yeah, what's the side B? Where's the Same music thing. video? How many how many views does the video have? Where who's the oh. who's the cameo? Who we getting? We getting Lil Wayne? Yeah. We can't get Lil Wayne. <laughs> he just got pardoned though. We might be able to get Lil Wayne now. Yeah. Steve, if you can hey. make a shout for Lil Wayne, please. That's On Little it. Wheezy. On it. <laughs> Little yeah. Wayne. Or Nicki Minaj, she's my favorite. Or wow. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, I, I really dig her. I love I feel like Nicki Minaj, I mean, at least uh I always feel like she's a little overlooked. 
and she's yes. like such really? a badass. I, I don't know why I think that, but oh, maybe I, I, I overlooked I don't know her. enough about pop culture. Alan and I did a karaoke tour oh. where we started the started the show with a, a Lizzo track, which was pretty hot because it was me and Alan dancing like Lizzo and trying to you know shake our butts and do the thing. And it was it was a it was a yeah twerk is what it's called. It was a bad look. Yeah, it was more like tweak. We, we it was pretty much just tweak. <laughs> yeah, we just but, tweaked uh, out. Um, Steph, please. Uh, can you fill us in on how you like do that while you're seemingly from the outside would like, Oh my God, you're living in a camper. You like get to just throw a dart at a map and go wherever you want. Oh, and yes. is it diesel? I hope it's diesel must get good gas mileage. You can do it for cheap, you know? Um, <laughs> but you're like a fucking businesswoman. You like work your ass off and you set up your own mic and you got them DJ headphones and your shit is tight. Like how, how do you, do you balance that? I take mushrooms. Yeah! Stevie Boy's going crazy over here. Stevie Boy's going crazy. That's it. That's it. We rapping, baby. <laughs> Playing music. DJ Mushroom. DJ Mushroom. Nah, I, I, yeah, no, but literally, I take mushrooms on the weekends to recalibrate and get creative. For real. And then I also, I, I call it reparenting myself, where uh -huh. I say, okay, Stephanie, no more social media, no more phone, computer off, uh, 9 cool. p.m., hard stop, turn phone off. Oh, and in the morning, that's a huge one. Mm. Do not touch your phone or go near any electronic for at least an hour listen to birds look at trees pet my dog do real things that calm me down and then i can i call it gsd get shit done for the wow. rest of the day every weekend you do like a small amount of mushrooms then or microdose yeah my, yeah. my mom the aquarius woman uh -huh. she is a um registered cannabis nurse with the fda so she can grow mushrooms and marijuana to help people with ptsd epilepsy so I got a, I got all of those. Your brother has. Can, uh, can I get? Can your mom? Can I yes. get her number? Oh, she has the best. We have penis envy. We have golden teacher. We have all different strains. It's uh, wonderful for your wow. brain. Wow. Um, yeah. so I've never gotten into that thing. Have you? Gotten into gotten microdosing like or gotten into mushrooms? Yeah, one well, time, dude, at summer camp. Isn't it legal where you are? No, it's legal. No, not in Washington. It's legal in. It's legal in Colorado now. Who legalized in psilocybin? California. Portland. No, I think just Portland. I think Oregon's still illegal, but Portland itself somehow. You guys, you guys need a researcher like Joe Rogan has. Somebody Google's it on the side of your show. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, we're working our shit out. But uh. <laughs> see, there's always something. There's always something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're uh, never done. Actually, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Steve's eating Cheetos and drinking vodka. Um, we normally reading his birth we, we normally research from here on the TV that we're looking at you from. So oh, okay. uh, that that just won't work on this episode. But um, so you you wake up in the morning. You don't touch an electronic device. Do you sleep with an electronic device in your in your room, like no. in near near your bed? So it's out of the room. Because I like that. I've been trying to do Off. that. Trying to do Off. that recently. Um, and then at 9 p.m., no electronic devices or no internet? Ooh, no internet. Or no electronic devices. I have like haven't owned a TV in 10 years. But how do you watch uh, the Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh. I don't, my friends make fun of me. I don't know any movies, That's any good. shows, nothing. That's awesome. Don't, yeah. you, that's the best thing to do. I've heard. Yeah, because... I pour too much energy into my phone all day. It's so funny to be around like my mom or older generations like that because they see me on my phone. They're like, oh, get off that damn thing. You're always on it. Right. Like, this is my job. This is legit. <laughs> Maybe I should get two phones, one for work and then one for play. I don't know. 
I got to come up with a way to set yeah. boundaries with that. Interesting. What if mm -hmm. you got one of those, like, if you got a phone, but on the back of the phone, the case was like those old recording signs that would light up in radio stations when you were recording. So Live like, on air. Yeah. When you were working, you could light up the back and everybody would be like, okay, we get it. Now it's cool. Like, she's working. But when it's off, you're like, this. no, I'm just scrolling mindlessly on the old grams. <laughs> That would actually idea. be a genius idea because even Jordan is kind of – he doesn't know if I'm just talking to a friend or if I'm actually posting a yeah. video on social media. Yeah. I should do that. Hey, don't talk to me. I'm posting. How I'm do you, channeling how do you, for Instagram. How do, you, how do you even uh, figure out what and how to do what you do when you're posting stuff? Like you, you seem to kind of be doing it pretty frequently. So do you yeah. have some kind Thank of strategy you. around that? And like because we suck at that. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, you guys always... were posting regularly, and then I noticed you kind of went off the grid around Christmas time. I'm like, well, maybe well, because we had yeah, that's the thing because we had something that we were posting about, like we were doing a Christmas show, so we were like, okay, okay. cool, like let's promote, 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 promote. It just takes a lot of energy because we're not just like taking videos with our phones. We're like, trying I have to a very yeah, I have Alan's a very a dark relationship with social media. You do? Why? Why? I just I I um. Oh man, it's it. it's really like um, it's a love hate relationship. I under Same. I understand the the vessel and the tool and the power that the vessel can can have to. I would never career if it wasn't for YouTube and Facebook and like these tech companies who have given us the ability to connect with so many people, and I'm so thrilled day in and day out. But like. I notice this with my relationships. Uh, if I'm not in the same like 10 foot space with somebody, we don't have a relationship. I don't text people that aren't in my vicinity. I don't call people who aren't in my vicinity. Me and my parents will talk every two weeks. I'll go, hey, how you going? About well, pretty good. Yeah, what's been going on? We'll talk for 20 minutes and then it's, you know. And I don't feel dis disconnected from my family like that so i don't know if social media is that same way where it's like if i got something to sell you and i'm <laughs> you know then i will then we'll you'll be hearing from me a lot but like to show you what happened with my like eggs benedict this morning i'm not gonna show you that because one i hate it when you show me that and i don't know it's just a real love-hate relationship with the whole I process know. and i my team and my management and everybody involved with trying to make a lot of people hear my music like are like god they throw in their hands up constantly like god does alan uh because i haven't found the niche yet i haven't found like the pivot point where it's like okay this is enough i can do this thing i can do the like long form conversations and then the clips from it right we can edit out and we can manipulate but like the Hey guys, just popping on to, hey guys, just popping on. Hey, I was in my car driving, just popping on. Hey, this is me just popping on. Um, I literally want to shake the phone and like, I break it. I want to break it in half. And so I need to, yeah, I got some growing to do, Steph. I got some growing to do. <laughs> I gotta grow up. Yeah, it's okay. I have that too with social media. I have so a very dark relationship with it. I secretly want to give it all up and just be an old lady that lives in a treehouse and writes books and nobody can talk to me because it's overwhelming to sign on with all these messages. But I think that's the key to selling on social media is 
that's what think about it this is where all advertising and marketing is going is to influencers why because people trust them mm, they right. build a relationship and they feel like they know them they feel like this person through their phone is their friend so if right. your friend is telling you hey you should buy this you know yesterday i posted a video i just i don't plan all my shit i just click record when it feels right so i was just kicking back eating a bowl of cereal just talking shit and i was eating out of a coconut bowl because my bowls are all made out of coconuts and i have flooded dms where did you buy that coconut bowl i need that coconut bowl <laughs> it's like you didn't listen to the message i was saying uh, yeah <laughs> right oh man are you making your own coconut bowls now what's up i, I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send them to you guys. Sponsor me. Yeah. Please do. Engrave, uh, engrave. Make sure that Jeffrey puts his little paw in the middle. That would be a nice little touch. Yeah. What do you think about putting kids on social media? Alan, you're a dad. Um, I, I have, me and my wife avoid it as, oh my God, this is dark. So like, <laughs> I know the social media game thing a little bit. Like I know now I've done it enough to, I know what's going to hit and like catch those algorithms and people are going to go, hey, I'm going to pay attention today. Um, <laughs> and I've utilized that. And sometimes that has been like my son because it's like it's babies or it's my wife or it's, yep. it's these things that I don't want to share. I want to make sacred. But that's what people on the, on the internet want to see. Yep. I'm like, dude, right. check out this fucking riff I've been riffing on for a riffity riff. <laughs> And no, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares how high of a note I can hit. All they want to see is like Ricky Lake, my dog. And so yes, exactly. I, don't, I don't know that balance because there's some people who do it really well that I respect who have this like seemingly their whole life seems to be out on this weird vessel that we call the internet. But yeah. I, if I dig deep, I notice that they keep quite a few things really sacred. Yes. Um, so I I avoid it like the plague unless like yeah. unless what a full circle conversation we just had though because in the beginning we were talking about that like what people are doing now is they love to hear about other people going to therapy and talking about their deepest darkest secrets talking about yeah. the issues they're having with their husband or their wife and so when you post pictures of them and talk openly about them like hey I know we look happy on here but we go through shit yeah. oh people love yeah, it it's so but you're right though Alan you've got to have a balance with. Uh, sometimes I feel like, whoa, I just shared way too much. Mm. Definitely got me a lot of followers and a lot of likes, but at the end of the day, I want some things to be sacred. So that, mm. that with season two of LL, that's something I'm going to cultivate more is, yeah. I just guess you've got to build boundaries with what it is that you're putting out into the world. And like, you can be forthcoming with your content and like with what you say and be saying like, just popping on to say fucking things about this thing and whatever it is. And you know, you can do that and you can be transparent. And I think people really do like that, but you have to be intentional about the things that you hold yeah, and, I and, think, and resist talking about. Yeah. I also, I think part of my exploration should be just like post and pop off. Right. So yeah. like my thing yeah. is like I'm I'm connected very much so to the numbers. I'm right. like I'm connected to the outcome of all the things that I put out into the world. If I have an idea, I want the person I'm sending that idea to to go, oh, that's a pretty good question. You know, like that's my narcissism coming in and and taking a hold of it and, and manipulating it. But I feel like I should be better at, hey, this is what I like and what I enjoy to talk about and learn about and be about whether it's stephanie powers or whether we have a seattle seahawks football player on right after you we yeah. love talking sports um 
giving that out to the world because that's what I'm a, we're creators and then going bye bye and at 9 p.m. going I'm off this I'm or off. at for me it should be like 3 p.m. like <laughs> I should just be I would prefer that like 3 p.m. tried not to get yeah, hold of me because it yeah. ain't happening um <laughs> I hear you. And I think the weirdest thing is, is um, sometimes people do recognize me out and about. I was at a farmer's market once and I was recognized through Jeff. They always recognize the pug first. And then they're like, wait, you're that girl. Oh, okay. And and I forget how much I share because then they'll say, oh, how's your brother doing? Is your mom still dating that person? And I'm like, whoa, what's your oh, name yeah. again? Yeah. How do you know? Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be trippy. See, my, that doesn't happen to me. That does not happen to me because I don't let out that stuff. So that's like... Bra- what about your songs? Yeah, you don't do. you write about your life and your music? Yeah, but it's not specific. I mean, that's the beauty of music. You can be like super vague. And then... Ah. And that, the beauty of music is I can sing a song and it's three minutes long and whoever listens to it can interpret it however they want. Like I had a song early on when I first started like recording and people started caring about it. It was called Unaware. And it's really about like the government and me feeling completely like invisible by the people who we put in power to hopefully utilize our taxes well. Right. Everybody thought it was a love song. They're like, oh man, who broke your heart? <laughs> I had this, I had the situation happen one time, Stephanie Powers is the best thing. So we my idiot person last. My idiot my idiot friends got in a fight at a bar, right? The next okay. day. I was at the bar. I was there. I was not joining in. I was trying to pull people apart. The next day, I'm in a convenience store, and the guy who got beat up and his buddy walk right up to me, and they're like, yo, dude, what's going on, man? Like, we, you, you know, and I was like, fuck, dude. This is the guy that, like, my buddy's beat up. Like, you know, we're, it, it was, it was like a tussle. It wasn't really a beat up. I want to make sure that my friends know that I'm not for that violence. Um, and the guy, the guy next to me goes, at the end of it, we calmed it down. I'm like, listen, I, what happened was fucked up. I want you to know that I don't condone that. I'm sorry it happened. Listen, let me buy you a mamba. You like a mamba? Which kind mamba. of what, what flavors do you like of that mamba? The guy comes up after he goes, bro, what's your name? I'm like, Al. Yeah, my name's Al. Push, pull, tear, bro. That's my shit. It was like the lyrics from the song, right? <laughs> but had no idea what the concept of the song is. Very vague. They can like make wow. up their own their own what it means to them that's the beauty of music whereas like you're sharing deep and intimate portions of your life that's i take my hat off to you because the world needs it the world like there's so much healing that is coming out of this this medium for people but uh old old veggie stone over here is just gonna fucking fly (laughs) just gonna like skim off the top i don't know man i don't know i think there's like a real bravery to it in in your case it, stephanie you're you're choosing to uh walk out on that on that kind of tightrope and be like i'm going like and and although you have people come up to you and say like hey like how's your brother doing is your mom still dating like, like you're just like oh shit i forgot that i did that but i can't imagine you're like you fucking asshole like why would you bring you you've this is I'm the bed never. you you this is the bed you made and you're yes. being and there's like something really beautiful about that vulnerability yeah. about trying to like uh, uh, 
ex- expose yourself and just like peel back the layers and be like, I don't give a fuck because I am good with me. Yes. And, and like, yes. despite how you feel, despite how anybody else feels, it's really where I'm trying to get to in my life and trying to be like as transparent as I can. And I get caught up in it too. Cause I'm like, what are the boundaries here? And how do I navigate this? I'm super scared a lot of times. And then I get all sensitive and I start fucking crying. Cause I'm a little cancer fucking baby back bitch. <laughs> and I just like, I don't know. Like I think to Alan, you know, your, your, uh, you're able to do all of this stuff too and to even share your life in a completely different context than you think you need to. Um, and not, you don't have to, but because you are both like these public figures, people want to know that. And there's, there's, a, there's a reason why people uh, resonate the deepest with the stuff that's transparent and the stuff that's like, oh my God, I liked more about Alan posting a picture of his kid and his wife than I did about him, like by tenfold than him playing a song, which is what he does. That's what he, that's people are watching him for. Um, and so it's like, there's that, that makes sense. That's what people are doing. That's what people want out of, out of us. And I guess it's your choice, but it, it does come from this like brave place i feel like yeah and like alan was saying these people yes we're sharing our lives but they're not watching it like a soap opera they're taking our situations and applying it to their own life so people look at me and my divorce and how vulnerable i was when i shared it and all they're thinking is that's exactly how i feel in my marriage right now so they're kind of removing me as a character from it so i'm just i'm I'm a shell Mm. for how they're really feeling and you're right it does take a lot of bravery to share this stuff but with all the kind emails and comments I get of people thanking me because it changed their life, it saved their life, yeah. it just fans my flame to always do that and show up yeah. that way. It makes it makes the experience feel worthwhile for you, I'm sure, because when you get that kind of response and you feel like you're actually affecting people, that's really what the work is about, right? Like you don't you don't get work from like the numbers that you're getting from like, oh my God, look yeah. at that. That that podcast just had like fifty thousand downloads. It's like you get yeah. seventeen people that reach out to you and say, Hey, like you really changed my yes. life in a certain way. And that's where your self esteem is gonna come from. Way yes. beyond the numbers that you get from the downloads, I, I assume. Um, exactly. Yes. Oh, I get asked every day, how did you grow as fast as you do? How do you get the downloads that you do? And I say, this is something I would do if I didn't get paid. Yeah. This is something I would do if my mom was my only listener. I love it with yeah. all my heart. And I think that's the secret sauce yeah. into attracting a lot of people is they can feel that you genuinely love it. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I was about to ask you how much of it is how much of it is therapy for you specifically because singing to me there's you know i grew up in the church my my folks were singers and so when i sing like as loud and as in a microphone like there's therapy in my body literally like happening in that moment and i would do it regardless of whether or not i could make a living doing i'd probably do it less but you know i uh, would still do it how much of it for you is just personal therapy and how much of it is intentionally therapy for other people and do you make that decision in real time no i I think it's all for me and like all the guests i have on the show are people that i would reach out to just say hey can i ask you a few questions anyway yeah it's all people that i would do on my own by myself none of this is staged again it's just me over here i'm just living life and having fun with it and people are along for the ride i felt so like alone in my spirituality like seeing 11 11 all the time i was like i'm just crazy 
Mm. I see a hawk all the time. A deer walks through my car and I feel a type of way about it. Mm. I was like, no, I'm just crazy. So then when I started to release that and say, you know, I see repeating numbers all the time. Two, 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 three, three, three. That's when a wave of people are like, me too. Let's talk about it. That's mm. why it's called Lightworkers Lounge because I wanted it to be like a water cooler. Like we're all humans living this human life that's really fucking hard right now. And sometimes we just want to meet up at the water cooler and talk about spiritual things, mm. aliens, repeating numbers. So let's go chill at the lounge. Oh, so cool, man. That's awesome. How for guests for your podcast now are you guys traveling to them are they you know you, you're mobile or is it pretty much satellite kind of like you're it's all especially with covid too it's all just through zoom right now but the yeah. goal is to have an actual big building you know baby day is he's into construction so baby it worked out well Handyman. there but we want to build yeah we want to build an actual lounge where i have a recording studio just like yours with guests that come see us and there's astrology on one side jeffrey gets his own room like a museum where people can come pet him yeah i'm gonna come pet him i want to give him some <laughs> snuggles some snuggles i like a little yeah. pug snuggle um yeah. stephanie i uh am so thrilled to meet you and i have really enjoyed this conversation i can't thank you enough for like just giving us your time and giving us your presence and this has been super cool yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah! yeah. Drop the mic. If that mic could be dropped, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I think we're we're uh, as we attempt to move forward with this podcast, we're really trying to find our lane with what we're doing too. Because we we didn't plan on this when we started. We we right. just had an idea, right. and then it was like, all right, Alan's basically just trying to like convince me to stay in town because i live in new york and he's just like bro listen here we're gonna do something and then we just started and it's been so cool to just get to know new people and yeah. to discuss uh yeah. th all all walks of life uh, different different ideas diff people with different intentions and different thought processes and yeah, it is, I mean, look at the king of podcasting, Joe Rogan. Just do what he does. He, uh, he hit people. You know, it's crazy. His podcast episodes are five hours long sometimes, and he's got these like insane. two minute pauses, and he keeps them in there. And he's the king. He's number one of all of it. And I think it's because when people listen to him, it sounds like our conversation. It feels like right. they're chilling at a coffee shop with us. Yeah, I want, or yeah. they're at the bar. Like, I have yeah. I have one more question. Actually, Julian and I were yeah. talking about this because you are seemingly deep into the podcast world. You interview. Yeah. You're an incredible speaker you're articulate like a mofo um, yep. <laughs> how much so when i meet a new person the joy of conversation is learning about them and so yes. i noticed that like when i do a ton of research about somebody i'm about to talk about if i go and look at their wikipedia page i'm not as like genuinely curious about meeting them for the first time and i feel like the conversation is a little bit more um manufactured, manufactured. do you yeah. has that ever occurred to you ever in your in your work never and ne you know what people i blow people's minds because i don't have itineraries i don't i just reach out to people and say hey i have the show here it is you want to come on and it's nothing formal at all and i don't do any research on my guests 
Yeah, let's see. That's yeah, I feel cool. like it can be. Do you do that intentionally? Do you not do research on people intentionally, or is it just because you ha- you are a badass and you? Speak? I just I since I was born, I just know no strangers. I think we're all humans. We all have the same color blood. We all poop. We all cry. We all are the same. And so I just yeah. want to have a real conversation. I don't usually I don't even talk about what they do for work or what they're known for. I just want to know like what keeps you up at night. Yeah. What wakes you up in the morning? Mm. What's your deepest fear? Mm. Yes. Uh, mine is Cheetos and vodka. That's my deepest fear combined together. That's, ha, that's have weird. you guys ever done like an Instagram Q&A? Like I'm looking at you now and if you were doing an Instagram live where just somebody on your production team set up your phone like where wherever I am on the TV and then you just record this live and then that engages your audience on Instagram to watch this. They'll feel like they're a part of your production crew and get a behind the scenes look. Yeah, we should definitely tr- need weekly check-ins with you. Yeah, if to you help could just us be our life coach from here on <laughs> yeah. out. We need um, more. We can't docs. pay you. We cannot pay you. I haven't paid oh. anybody here once. <laughs> you guys should get the card game if you want to really engage guests. Get the card game. We're not really strangers. Have I you heard, heard you it? talk about? No, that. no. I heard you talk about it on oh, one of your episodes. You've got to get it, and then just say, "Okay, here's how we start the show. Pull one of those cards, and they're these in-depth, soulful questions that make people." Whoa. Okay. No one's ever asked me that before, but okay. But that that also, we're not really strangers. We're gonna do. What we're gonna bring it on. We're gonna have that, our own but, little. But, we're but, not but, really strangers not. podcast. But doesn't that also you kind should. of manufacture stuff? Like I don't. I just want no. this thing to always. I don't want to like disservice ourselves by having any type of uh, uh, kind of approach to doing these conversations. Like, hey, like we don't really know how to talk right now, so we're just gonna pull up these cards to like give us these ideas. Yeah. I found that too. I always told myself like, okay, season two, I'm going to pull out the cards and just ask them. But then like you guys, it just happens so organically. And sometimes we don't get to the cards. So it's just like, Hey, have you ever heard of this game? Yeah. Look, look, I just pulled the card for you guys. What can, what can you read it to us? Uh, Julian will answer it. <laughs> what can I be kinder towards myself for today? Oh, geez. Um, uh, Alan, your facial expressions are priceless. <laughs> uh, uh, my oh, fuck, it's like I I don't want to make it general. I want to make it something more specific. I, I my um my body, my my body, my myself, my image. That's a big one. Yeah, just my image. That's a good I mean, one. That's you know this pretty simple but yeah i'm always i'm so vain i'm an actor and i'm just fucking vain i'm all i like i notice myself looking in the mirror more thought more than i need to be not because i'm like oh you look fucking like i might bleach my hair because we're doing a a, a movie this is why i look like such an asshole right now uh (laughs) you look great (laughs) and so you know i look and i just like see and i'm and i just fucking judge the shit out of every single part of myself all the time and i'm so it's never enough never never right well you're well you're judging yourself because you want other people to think you look good but if you're only attracting people because they think you look good what kind of people are that yeah totally and also like the in comparing myself to anything which kind of goes hand in hand um i want to be kinder when i do it to myself and not have to judge myself for doing it because it's kind of part of my my experience as it is it's gonna kind of bleed in to my day once in a while and i don't want to have to um i don't want to have to over analyze every single thing that i do to make myself feel guilty about that that because it just is a, a natural part of who i am and so i'd i'd say be kinder to myself about just like judging myself overall 
because it, it's going to happen and I just got it's going to happen and I just want to be yeah. like okay with it and be like this is normal dude just relax yes mm. that's a really good one Alan your turn what can I be kinder about myself today I've been no I've uh, me and Julian been talking quite a bit because I've I've just had this really overwhelming sense the last two weeks of I'm just angry and oh. I can't I don't know where it's coming from um, I noticed that, like, I'm usually very a, a, a relatively patient person. Um, not a lot of things throw me off. I'm not, I'm not too swayed by other people's energy. I can feel it and interpret it, but I don't take it on. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I've just noticed being mad, just mad. Like everything's kind of like setting me off, and I'm, I've, I've given up the drink. I've been indulging in the COVID cocktail too frequently over the over the last few months and so i need i'm gonna let that go for a minute and see how that uh clears my temperament but i think i've noticed like i don't do well at allowing myself to be happy with myself i'm very happy in the moment like when i'm creating i'm really when i'm present i'm very happy and i notice that but it's when i'm thinking about like my perception of myself I don't allow myself to be happy. Like it's never, regardless of an achievement, regardless of how well I put something together or I create or how well I make somebody else feel, there's always this per portion of me that's not allowing myself to be happy about it. And I don't know, ah. I don't know if that's like, I don't know where that comes from, if that's a perfectionism, if that's like, because a part of me appreciates that. Because I, cause I, I think one, that's that's evolution that's progress that's striving towards making things better than they were before but i don't think you have to hate what you did before to make what you do next better and like i can't listen to old music like it's, it's like my son uh every morning he'll come downstairs hey he does this and he goes dad and this means like turn on dad's music in the morning oh. And it's kind of sad, but it like takes every inch of me. Like, I'm like, I'm just doing this because you're the cutest damn thing that's ever walked upright. But I don't want to do this. I don't want to turn on my own music and have to listen to every single thing I don't like about the tracks and every single harmony that I should have been, you know. Wow. And so I'd like to get better at that. I'd like to like get better at uh, being kinder to who I've been so that who I become can can do the same oh i resonate with that alan i i can't listen to my podcast i can't jordan always wants to play it in the car and i'm like no 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 like i mispronounced that i'm stuttering i said i no, turn it off i can't mm. so i wonder wonder what that is in us i, I think it's maybe it's because you and i just kind of channel we really pour energy into our work and who we are who we were then is not who we are now so it's like wait i'm not that person anymore yeah, and I, I hear part of me wonders too, uh, I think about like just the element of recording. It's only been around for maybe 150 years. And mm -hmm. prior to that, it was like edited books, right? People could like summarize their experience and eloquently put it down in words. And however they put it down was the recorded history of it. Whereas mm -hmm. now these the digital world and the digital space is like everything is what it is. That's the reality of it. And regardless of how you see it, 
it's just recorded in this capacity. And for yeah. me, when I like, <laughs> I like posing for photo shoots, I'm like, this is the fucking dumbest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> like, how do you want me to look like I'm supposed to look like, don't tell me you're taking the picture and you'll get a good picture. Take it. Like, just take yeah. it. I'm not going to look Look this way. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? This is so absurd. If a, aliens exist, that's what I'm going to start talking about. Of if course. they saw me do that, they'd be like, there ain't nothing good on this planet. This is I'm the out. weird. I'm out. I'm done. This is weird. And Fuck so, their TikToks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, like that kind of th- just the audacity it takes to think that you deserve the space to be immortalized digitally for the rest mm. of time to me is like that's so like s- selfish and absurd. Like yeah. so it's kind of I think it's yeah, it's this weird ball that I ball up that's like this is so ridiculous everything i do is ridiculous um but i enjoy it and i love it and people seem to enjoy it and i get mm-hmm. my identities found in it i'm i find pride i find joy i i i and i love the execution of it i love to sing it's a blast for me um but like immortalizing it so yeah. that i can make a living off of it that's like hey i don't want to oh, <laughs> see that yeah. again i don't want to look at my poop after i stand up <laughs> <laughs> you're such a natural in your music videos though well Kudos thanks thanks yeah. that's i um i work really really hard at looking like i don't work really hard <laughs> our jobs are so tough i feel that though i actually just before i started season two of lightworkers lounge i went through and i went on a massive delete because i was like oh that's not who i am and i oh don't feel that way about spirituality anymore uh, just, yeah. and it's so scary to imagine that even the things I post on Instagram, someone said to me as a guest on the show the other day, like, are you worried about what you used to say five years ago when you were happily married? I was like, oh, shit, those posts still are up. Yeah, yeah oh, but God, isn't, that, I... isn't all that stuff like indicative of who you are anyways? Like, exactly. doesn't that still tell the story? Yeah, well, we were talking about how cancel culture and how maybe if some time in the past I said something sure. that was inappropriate or maybe slightly racist or I, I don't think there is, but who knows with how big yeah. people, you know, well, it's, it's also, scary. It's also not necessarily about your intention. It's about who the perception of the people reading it, like uh, exactly. anything you do. So you're like, oh, man, I'm putting all this stuff up into the world and like it really doesn't matter my intention behind it because you can't read intention from a screen or from a clip it's exactly. it's so much about the interpreter uh i cut you off so you were somebody was uh, asking yeah. you about this and you were going back yeah. and deleting stuff yeah i just wanted to delete things because i felt like that wasn't who i was anymore is that how you feel with some of your songs that you wrote like that's not how i feel yeah for sure i mean i used can to can i get rid of it yeah but it's vague enough i mean that's the be- like i said that's mm-hmm. the joy of the little shell that i live under is that like i can I can write a song that sounds like a love song, which is actually about yep. something, which is about, you know, social security. I like, it, I could literally, <laughs> I could do it right now. And, um, so that's kind of a wonderful umbrella and, and, and protective shield, protective shield. What that was I live it under. like? I gotta know. What was it like working with Macklemore? I saw him at the Grand Ole Opry and yeah, I cried a lot during that show. Yeah. He's a legend of a human. He's, he's, yes. he's brilliant. He's kind. He's fun. 
He's like a fun person to be around. His show, his show. See, he has that factor too, where you feel even during his shows, with thousands of people watching him, you feel like he's performing just for you, like he's connecting with you on that level. It was so good, and I love your song with him. Yeah, thanks, man. It I was, like that song. It was too. interesting to do because um, I was not sober at the time, <laughs> so like wow. you know, he was like going through this period of his life, which was he was sober and sobriety had brought this really awakening place to him and i was like drinking like it was going out of style i was in my like early 20s just like whatever anybody would give me um did you know pisces are very susceptible to drugs and alcohol well that makes sense no just very because <laughs> you guys feel uncomfortable in this world you guys are the oldest in the zodiac you've lived every life as every other sign and you're like you know what i'm done you're like the senior in high school who's just like fuck this i did my dues i'm yeah. out so Ooh. you guys escaped through wow. drugs and alcohol well, yeah. luckily, I went to alternative school, and uh, I was huffing glue. No, um, <laughs> the uh, he was it, it was it was just amazing, and like to be sort of um, around when that thing happened to him. Because I we recorded that song in a closet on Highway ninety nine in Seattle, Washington. Which, if you know anything what? about Seattle, like Highway ninety nine is the like get like it's it was gross right there was tinies you know and to see what he and ryan lewis did from nothing like just the two of them and their manager zach and this little team that they had around them that was the most inspiring thing to me was like oh because forever i was waiting for somebody to like walk through the door and be like i'm clive davis and i'm going to give you all the things you've ever wished for you don't need to work anymore kid we're gonna get you know that was sort of my yeah. perception of the entertainment world and to be in the universe and the orbit of somebody who was like, no, fuck all that. I'm going to do it myself. I have a distribution center now that nobody in the history of mankind has ever had and I can connect without you to an audience base. That was so inspiring and still like actually the basis of everything I do now. We've, we, do wow. a, we do a Live at the Lodge show, which is it's a podcast form live show where we do music. We do this podcast. We shoot, we've been shooting uh, videos and music videos together. And I'm doing my best to try and do everything myself. All the production side is me. All of the video wow. editing is me. All of the, from the album artwork to like everything top to bottom, because I don't want to like, I want to do it myself. And I got yeah. that inspiration from Macklemore and Ryan. They, they really opened up the door of opportunity wide as fuck. And we're like, hey, yep. you don't need, you a don't label. need a label. You don't need a, like a show on NBC. Although if they offered me, yo, NBC, what's up? What's up? What's good? <laughs> I got some time. No, um, <laughs> that, that was the most inspiring part about it was to see them go from playing shows in front of 500 people. That was when I, did the song with them. They were playing at the crocodile in, in Seattle, Washington. It was a 500 cap room. And then they came out with thrift shop and it was like, what, what, boing! what? it blew up, what? but they what? shot that video for like four grand on a Canon five. Yeah, 5D. Did, yeah. 
It's like, dude. That this... was a Canon 5D. Are you serious? Yeah, like guy, this holding it. Like, hey, let's do this. And it was like tripod. With a stabilizer. No, and I don't think it was just... went to Goodwill. Yeah, he just like did it himself. It was like, we're gonna figure this out and we're gonna do it. And I was just so inspired by that. And that was the coolest thing to be about. Not only to be on the record, and the record did so good. It was nominated for so many Grammys, and but I never got invited to the Grammys, which is like I gotta talk to Ben about that. What's <laughs> that, what's going on, dude? Um, <laughs> Uh, that was the coolest thing to to yeah to I've said it nine times already now but to see somebody yeah. um, do it themselves and to how did you guys get connected how did that happen we are were, you guys friends we were both in the Seattle scene so we were both kind of making our making our name in the Seattle scene um, and he reached out to me on Twitter I think like this was so it's synchronicity I don't yeah it was whatever it was it was super cool to to get to to work with him and Ryan. Um, you know, speaking of synchronicity and all of this, I had two friends, including Baby J, send me your songs, like different songs of yours. Definitely was considered me. It was a huge one. Mm -hmm. The day before you posted me on your stories. Oh, and I, di I didn't make the connection that that was you until I shared it on my stories and people were like, holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you just sent me his music yesterday. It was meant to be. It always ha that happens a lot with uh, specifically like the online space. I'll be, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll come across somebody that I'm just amply stoked about. And then, sure, like a week later, we bump into each other in the yeah. Philadelphia airport. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I just shared you on my story. I'm listening to you right now. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of a that actually happened to me on a flight. I was sitting next to someone and we just started talking and they were listening to my podcast. Oh, that's and they freaked hilarious. out and were that's like, Holy so bizarre. shit. Wow. And so we just took our headphones off and talked the whole two hour flight. Like, really let me do this for you here. Just pull the headphones out. Let me talk to you. Listen to my soothing ass voice. Here <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah. So today's Step episode one. of the Lightworkers Lounge. Yeah, Tell seriously. me when it all went wrong in your childhood. You got one of those carry on like old medieval bugle horn things that you used to talk yeah. through. <laughs> Um, uh, Stephanie, I, I want to thank you so much because you have gotten us to op open up in a new kind of way that we haven't really been able to, uh, yeah. especially with a guest when we have each other and we're talking here, it's mostly just like us shooting the shit and being mm -hmm. morons with each other. Um, but your aura, although digital and in the virtual space right now is kind of coming through and, uh, oh. your questions and your uh, your character and just like everything that you kind of represent has been really awesome for us to experience. And, and it's allowed us to kind oh. of have a different conversation that, 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 that I always hope that we can have. And, um, yeah. so thank you for, yeah, for doing that you, for Stephanie. us. That this was, is, this we're was all so just cool. walking each other home. Oh, yeah. no, that's, that's cool. cool man yeah that's so cool. thank you guys for having me this is awesome when i'm in that area up in the motorhome i'm gonna come find you with cheetos please do we have this this property that we're at crunchy is, or puffs yeah what do you puffs puffs, puffs. all the way yeah uh, hell yeah we will throw a puff party for you and baby jay and jeffrey out puff here at party. The yes, yes please come because we got to work on the we got we got to work on the tune together don't let baby jay listen to this podcast okay because we're gonna make him surprise i don't know baby he's he's gonna geek out and listen to it as soon as it comes out <laughs> well baby jay we love you stephanie powers we love you uh folks can find you online will you uh give them all the deets about the the online situation that's right 
right. If you guys would like to tune into my podcast, Lightworkers Lounge, just Google it. We're everywhere. But we're on Instagram at Lightworkers Lounge and my personal account at Stephanie's underscore destiny. Come follow me along as I just live out my life according to my destiny. Mm. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That's we appreciate awesome. you. Yes. Thank yeah, you, guys. I'm, oh. I'm scheduling a one-on-one. If you should. Okay you. I'll give well, you a discount code. I'll text it to you. I don't even want a discount. I want to pay you the full price. Full price, oh. Steph. Full price. Well, Kids paying full yeah. price. We're rich now. We got a podcast. Don't you know what podcasters yeah. make? We're huge stars. So. Oh, I'm a multimillionaire. That's why I live yeah. in a mobile home. Duh. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you so it. much, Bye, Stephanie. Take care. Bye. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge. lodge.